welcome to Underground Magnolia Podcast, Elevated Entertainment with me, the one and only Desiree Valto, in the whole wide world. On today's podcast, I'm talking black love with Tommy Miles, the host of the popular own network show, Ready to Love, that airs on Friday nights. The new season in D.C. marks nephew Tommy's fifth year hosting the dating show. Wow, it's been that long. The Will Packer Productions' new episodes begin airing October 15th, and the sparks are off the charts. Hear what Tommy has to say about love connections on the show, dating tips, how to make a marriage work, and a new venture that he's been up to. But first, let's check out what this season of Ready to Love has in store. What's up, y'all? Tommy Miles here, and I'm back at it. Getting ready to help some more singles make meaningful connections. And this time, it's all about location, location, location. That's right. I'm here in our nation's capital, Washington, D.C. You're about to meet 20 of Chocolate City's finest singles. They coming together to find that authentic connection that can turn a spark into a flame. Love in Chocolate City. Love in Chocolate City. I just love the, the rose, how you get them in their enclosed, and then over time, they just open up. I want you to move around and get to know everybody while you have the chance. Because tonight, two people will be going home. How you feel about dating a boss? I'm with it, shoot. You just have to embrace it. Yeah, I need to touch something else, too. For the first time in Ready to Love history, we are adding two sexy singles to this process. <laughs> well, hello, chocolate. <laughs> you can't have your cake and eat it. I'm not doing And that. it's not, it's I'm not, not and I'm not going to stay there for that. The conversations I'm having with him, he's telling me that I'm the main one. You lie about different things to different women. I'm just, I'm done. Why, no, why, that means why, that why you're not ready. Like, it's called ready to love, not confused as That sounds very hater-ish. The thing got real. Don't, don't ever try me. I'm not no, doing it. Third it. time, Trumpler said hater-ish. Ain't no, no hater in me. People, I don't like our It pisses me off. Well, me and the guys have talked. During this process, you haven't taken the time to get to know a lot of the fellas. You showed your whole true colors this mother weekend. Approach each moment like it owes you something. I really care about you. I haven't really met anyone to make me feel like this. It's time to see if DC is ready to love. Nephew Tommy, this is the fifth season of Ready to Love. What can audiences expect? You know what, this new season, what you guys can really expect is a lot of curveballs. I think we're, you know, everybody's been watching this show now for quite a while. And I think even contestants, when they come on the show, they think they know what's going to happen because they've been watching season, seasons prior to them. So I think what producers did is create a bunch of curveballs that nobody sees it coming. So we, we're keeping these contestants on their toes because they think they know what's going to happen, but actually they don't. And even you that's at home viewing and watching the show, you have no idea. But you've, been, you've been watching other seasons prior to this one too, thinking, oh, yeah, next is this and next is that. No, 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 no. We're throwing curveballs. So, you know, you have no idea what's about to happen, which keeps everybody on their toes. So can you share with us what one of those curveballs may be? Ooh. 
Come on now. <laughs> you trying to get me to give up the good. You know how much this is worth right here? This is worth a lot. Um, let me see if I can give you a curveball. I can't. I can't. I can't right. do it. You gotta, oh, you gotta tune in. You gotta tune in Friday night. All right, all right. Now speaking about tuning in on Friday night, this is the most popular show, the number one African American show on Friday night. What do you think about that? Did you think that the show um, would be this popular? I did not. I did not. I mean, I'm I'm grateful. I think it's good. I think it shows that a lot of people are really tuned in. A lot of people are enjoying watching Black Love unfold, and you get to see it from a, from a different perspective. And I'm I'm hearing now that even men at work having water cooler talk, talking about ready to love, which I'm like, this is pretty good. You know, normally you don't have men watching too many reality shows or dating shows, but they are tuned in. Men are watching it with their girlfriends, their wives. Ladies are, are having parties watching the show. So I, I think it's taken off, which explains why we are in the best slot on Friday night and people are loving it. I have my husband watching the show and he's like, you have me watching this. But, uh, <laughs> but he enjoys it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's the response is that, you know what? Men are watching it because their wives or their girlfriends are saying, oh, let's watch this. But then they become more engaged, like, oh, we got what's going to happen next week? So I'm loving it. Everybody's watching. Now, of course, there's a lot of buzz around it being in D.C. What's the big deal about D.C.? You know what? D.C. is just that, that chocolate city that we've been hearing about for so many years. And I was excited about coming to D.C. because I didn't know a lot about it other than it's the, the nation's capital, of course. But I wanted to see what the dating life was like here in D.C. And, and it just blew me away. We got some boss ladies on this show that I think you guys are going to be excited to watch. And the guys are handsome guys, but just extremely intelligent as well. And I just love watching them both sides unfold and try to connect to each other. So this is a little bit different between the curveballs and the intelligence, the entrepreneurs, the boss ladies. I think you guys are in for a treat. Now, how are the people different in D.C. versus the South? What differences have you noticed the couples and with the dating and that sort of thing? You know what? Let me say this, because people are the same to me everywhere. But I will say this. They are, I've kind of watched some of the people in D.C. like, because me, I'm a country boy. I'm from the South. I'm from Texas. So when we hear up north, we just automatically think differently. Oh my God, they're from New York or they're from DC. And then you just have this, this big thought in your mind of what's the difference between the two. And then after a while of hanging out with them and they drop their guards and you find out you're just as country as I am. And I start seeing it like, like there's not really a big to do difference. The, the intelligence is there, but the intelligence is in the South as well. So it's, it's a different location. I like the vibe. They have a different vibe, but it's, it's just a different vibe from the South. They both have the good vibes. So I'm not knocking one or the other one. Just a little bit different. Yeah, and I'm from New Orleans. So New Orleans, oh, no, look at there you LA. Go. So I'm <laughs> going to You know how that. to cook. You know how to cook. <laughs> maybe, maybe. My husband may, okay. may not agree with that. but. <laughs> <laughs> so now going back to this season and, and other seasons, when you meet the cast, are you putting mm-hmm. in your mind who should go with who, and does it kind of go that way? 
Or your guess is good, I guess, is the short question. My guess is no different from yours. I mean, I okay. always sit back and say that would – I'm always pairing it up in my mind. Like, she would be good for him. She is not good for him. You know, he's great for her. I'm always pairing it up. And then I try to wait towards the end and see did my pairing – did it come to fruition at all? Sometimes I'll hit it. I'll hit a home run. And then other times, like, that didn't work out. But so I think – and that's what I think a lot of people do at home. A lot of people like – I think he's better for her. And finally, when they do connect on the show, you're like, there they go, there they go. They're going to make it. Those are the two I wanted. And then by eighth episode, something happened like, oh, they're not together anymore. What happened? So it's, it's a roller coaster. you got to hang on. Yeah, now last year you threw a curveball when you brought KG back from right. the previous season. And people, I mean, right. I really liked him. And I wanted him to find love. I was ready for him to find love. And he found it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really great. And then, and then you had Liz, Jason, and Kira, and these oh, other God. people. How? I oh. mean, and I can see it in your face. You were like, oh, what? You can this tell us what you were going mess. through. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Everybody tells me my facial expression tells it all. It's like, oh, God, look at Tommy's face. So, yeah, you never know how things are going to pan out. You hope for the best. And especially but when you get these three- and four-way triangles, it's like, oh, God, what is this going to be? And who's going to wind up with whom? And you just ride it out. Liz is, was, is an amazing woman, an amazing woman. And all I wanted was the best for her. I'm like, I just hope Liz gets, really, really gets a man that's going to really do her right. And, you know, you just start pulling up a bit. You start really getting emotionally involved. And that's what this show does. It pulls everybody in. about you is that you're not just the host. It is clear that you are kind of sort of a therapist. You're offering them advice. You're giving them sound advice and you bring in your I had, wife. I had no idea I was going to be doing this. <laughs> oh, really? That's interesting. I thought it was part of it. <laughs> I think the whole sense behind me being chosen was the fact that Will and I have been knowing each other quite a long time, but then Will kind of start picking up on my background, like, you've been married how long? I was like, 20, going on 20 years. He's like, oh, my God. He said, Tommy, that's almost unheard of. I said, no, it's not. He said, well, what about your parents? I said, my parents were together until, until my dad passed away. I said, so I don't know anything else. All I know is this. And he's like, you're my guy. You've been there. You've done it the right way. Evidently, you've done something right. I said, maybe I have. I said, well, but all I can give them is just advice of coming from where what I've been through and what I've seen and how I've seen my parents interact and how they made it so many years. So I can give you that and, and my own self of being married 20 plus years and knowing each other 30 something years now. So yeah, it comes from, it, it just comes from, from my history, from what I'm, from my past. And they are looking, <laughs> yeah, and they're looking to you for that advice. And so what advice right would you give to black millennials and older? Uh, well, first, I think the younger generation needs to know how we dated in the past. It wasn't via social media. It wasn't via text messages. You know, the communication was so different with us. And I think that we've fallen away from that. Not that your new technology isn't great at some aspect, because it is. 
But if you go back to the old school, when you actually ask somebody face to face, can we can we go to a movie? Can we go have dinner? It's just different when you talk on the phone and you really understand where that person is coming from. Because we all know that text messages can be so misconstrued sometimes. But you got it. I think communication is the key. We're hearing, but we're are we listening? And I think we can pay attention to that. A lot of people can hear what's going on, but are you really truly listening to your partner or your spouse? Yeah, and raising a 25-year-old daughter myself is pretty interesting in trying to navigate. I'm giving her advice, and then my husband, who's actually Nigerian, is giving, you know, he's from a whole other, so it's pretty interesting trying to build those. <laughs> That's some uh, different advice. <laughs> yes, it, and it clashes. I got a 24-year-old, so trust me, I do understand. So now you're doing the whole television show and you're going to be doing that for quite some time. You're doing the radio. How are you and other yep. things and comedian? How are you keeping all this together? How do you one do day it? at a time? It's one day at a time. So you start out doing a couple of things. I'm doing stand up and then I'm doing and I'm doing radio and, and then I'm grabbing a movie or a TV show here and there. And then you and the next thing you know, oh, my God, I got a TV show. And you just keep stacking it and you just keep pacing yourself, making sure you can and stay healthy more than anything. So continue to work out and try to stay fit and then just mentally compartmentalize everything so you can do a great job at everything that you're doing. So I'm just making sure I strategically, okay, it's time to do TV, let's do TV. Time to do radio, let's do radio. These are two different worlds. Let's make it happen. And it's time to do stand-up, oh, wow, we got a live audience now. Now we got to do something completely different. So it's just compartmentalizing and making sure I'm going to do this, do it right until it's time for me to do the next job. So I just try to stay focused. And tell me about this Grits company that you just launched. Uh, 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 you ain't heard about that, have you? What? <laughs> yes, I, I've heard about it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, these grits are amazing. They are gourmet style. It's called Just Good Grits. You can go to my website, Just Good Grits. It was spelled with a Z on the end, justgoodgrits.com. They are flavored, they are seasoned, and everyone that's been uh, buying them and hitting me back, sending me emails as well as text messages saying, oh my God, these grits are off the chain. So you think I'm on here and I'm just bragging about it? No, I promise you, when you taste these grits, you will be like, oh my God, this is good. This is really good. And I got started with a buddy of mine who, who makes spices and seasonings, and we collaborated, and we collaborated two and a half, three years, and finally, we started this Grits line. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed. They're moving pretty fast on the website, and the big to-do is for you to look up and say, oh, my God, Tommy's in my supermarket. So look out. They have removed Uncle Ben, but here come Tommy. Put it that way. And you're adding <laughs> chefs? Are you going to open up a, a restaurants and, and all these other great things? You know, things? the sky's the limit. I'm going to let one thing take off at a time. If that takes off, then who knows? I may I may have my own little restaurant dive that you guys can come slide in and get a nice bowl of grits with some protein on it. And I promise you, when you eat these grits, you really don't have to have anything with it. It's that good. <laughs> Are these recipes from your mom or something you cook? No, no. This is a buddy of mine that that he he makes spices that we got together and we stumbled on. Let's feed them some grits how we can make it happen and we did and it says it on the box what did you put in this you got to taste it. <laughs> all right all right thank you so much is there anything you'd like to add 
the biggest thing. Tune in every Friday night. Watch me work, man. I'm the host of the hit show, Ready to Love, on the own work, uh, 9, 8 Central. You don't want to miss it. It's Washington, D.C., the chocolate city. Ten men, ten women coming together, looking for love, and let's see who finds it at the end. I will navigate you every week trying to find that one thing, love. There is no million dollars. There is no trip around the world. The prize is love. That's it. Thanks, Nephew Tommy, the host of Ready to Love, which you can watch on OWN TV on Friday nights. He also continues to make moves on radio with the Steve Harvey Morning Show and on the comedy stage. Don't forget to try Tommy's Grits. Go to JustGoodGrits.com. That's JustGoodGrits with a Z dot com. For more information on this episode, please go to UndergroundMagnolia.com. That's UndergroundMagnolia.com. Just click on this show and all info will be there. While on my website, you will also see all of my podcast episodes, which can be heard wherever you listen to podcasts. So please listen, rate, and review them. Email me with anything at contact at undergroundmagnolia.com. Again, that's contact at undergroundmagnolia.com. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at UMPodcastDV. Again, that's UMPodcastDV. Till next time, this is Desiree Valto, the only Desiree Valto on the planet. For Underground Magnolia Podcast, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs>